Brilliant. Yeah. Well, should we say welcome? We should probably say welcome, shouldn't we? Welcome. Welcome, Welcome one and welcome all to this rather trying episode of our nonsense. Very asymmetrical nostrils, I've got, aren't they? Yeah, they are, very. One of me has slit, the other a a cavernous, gaping void. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've noticed before. It's probably due to nose picking. (laughs) Really? I think it's encouraged encouraged the uh, day where... You've done that much nose picking in your life? Well, I don't know. I haven't noticed a bias, a favour of a favouring of one uh, one nostril or the other. And there is a, a porter at um, uh, there is a colleague at the place where I work <laughs> who, uh, who who's a good ten, twelve years older than than I am, and uh, and is a proud and um, uh, shameless nose picker. Right. Okay. And his and, and his nostrils are, are completely um, uh, what's the word symmetrical, mm. symmetrical. And his you know he hasn't got a funny bump and you know roundedness on the end like I have. So <laughs> in the nature nurture debate, I think the the jury is still very much out. <laughs> I've never noticed you to be a prolific nose picker, Will. Yes, you have. I haven't. Yeah, I'm sure you've commented on it over have the I? years. Have I said? I mean, I try to be. Stop picking I try to be. Dis- I try to be discreet about it. You were quite a heavy nose picker in your <laughs> in your day. <laughs> don't remember. Don't, don't you remember the reproof? Don't, you know, don't pick your nose and eat it with scissors. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was just a placement of the with scissors. I don't think I was... Well, I suppose... Yeah, they were little craft scissors, and I think that needs to be... Um, that needs to be specified, you know. And I was just happened to be using them to scoop out my nasal cavity. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> you weren't actually licking the results No, the, no, and they weren't the sharp. Blade, no. You know, they were like those little shitty plastic ones. And I think there was possibly a bit of, uh, you, you were being a bit provocative, perhaps. <laughs> Quite possibly, well. You know me. Trying to subvert the bourgeois order. <laughs> Darling 1965, Frederick Raphael, crude sneering. Why did I write that down? <laughs> I don't know why you write any of these things, pal. To die in mid-philosophical quibble. <laughs> worse ways to die. Okay. Is that one of the worst, do you think? In the, in the mid... Well, I don't know, in the mid of... When you, if you're trying to make a point, you know, if somebody's misunderstood what you say, and you, and you, know, you might be saying, no, no, I'm not saying that this is how it ought to be, just that it often is, and that, you know, or, or, or trying to distinguish the two senses of good, as in efficient, uh, you know, it's a good gun, 
it, 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 it kills people with great accuracy, makes very little noise, and, uh, and it's quite, uh, quite light, not at all cumbersome, and can be easily concealed in, um, in the pocket of one's combat trousers. Uh, but, you know, you're not saying that what is done with the gun is good. No, it's, it's not a moral. It's not a moral thing to, to, to be a death-dealing weapon. Indeed. If you're in the middle of that sort of right. quibble... Um, yeah. That is a real quibble, isn't it? I mean, that's not even and a big, heavy conversation, is it, really? And you feel you're, on the, you're just you know, on the point of, of making your, your point clear and, uh, and being, having it accept, accepted by your debate, fellow debater. Uh, and then, and then uh, fate cruelly chooses that moment to uh, tug you away from the old mortal coil. <laughs> I used to have a recurring dream that I was choreographing a dance. Yeah. I told you this, yeah. And so I'd be setting a dance with some people and then suddenly I'd start having a heart attack. So I'd be oh. clutching my chest or whatever and they'd all just copy me. No one was because <laughs> they thought they thought that was the move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit unorthodox. <laughs> Clutch the chest. Now dreams. Right. Now we are often told, are we not, that <laughs> oh, God, um, this is a lecture. <laughs> that. Um, uh, you know, that other pe- nothing is more boring than other people's dreams. I've never heard that. I, think okay. I don't think oh. that's true. I'm quite interested in people's dreams. Oh, I, I find other people's dreams perfectly interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's an important part of, um, you know, psychology, how emotions are processed and... Yeah, sort of. We just write them off as oh, oh, it's all rubbish, and the you know, oh, the tiger with the head of Princess Anne comes into your primary school where you're where you're teaching a class that consists of cartoon characters and figures from nineteenth century English fiction. You know, it was, oh yeah, I'm sure it meant a lot to you. Um, but it, I mean, there are patterns. Yeah, I don't really. A lot of dreams, really. I don't really remember many. Of really, you. yeah. Mind you, I don't remember I what don't happens in life, so that probably accounts for it, doesn't it? Well, no, it's good Good that you've got me here to remind you of things you said 23 and a half years ago. <laughs> Indeed. Where would I be without that? But, of course, you know, Freud, he, um, you know, his interest in, in dreams and dreaming, and it's led to a lot of, you know, when people will tell you, oh, if you dream about X, it means Y. Yes, true. Which it... it it may well. But it might not. Well, yeah. I mean, some dreams are fairly bloody straightforward. If you're pre- preparing for an exam and you're worried about it and you dream that you passed the exam, I think that's fairly... Yeah. Hog yeah. standard. Yeah. Whereas if you, I don't know, dream that you're taking the exam and then a friendly dog suddenly attacks a an old lady, and suddenly you're, you and John Thor are, are rushing in with, with axes. <laughs> you know, and it all seems perfectly... Well, then, yeah, OK, maybe there's something else going on. Yeah, I dread to think what it is when John Thor's coming in with an axe. I don't know. 
The one that used to annoy me, well, not annoy me, I just, because I'm, I'm not sure if it originates with Freud, but the idea that if, you're, if, you're too, if your teeth, uh, oh. if you, yeah, if you dream that your teeth are falling out or, or decaying in some horrible, vivid way, it, that's a, a dream about sexual anxiety. Oh, is it? I thought it was meant to be about ageing. Well, yeah, it probably is, but I've, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you're at sex, that is, oh, you're worried about impotence. Um, which, I mean, I, I'm very worried about my teeth. Yeah, yeah. But then again, what does it mean when you dream about sexual impotence? It's a bloody depressing dream, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think I've had that one. I've had, yeah, I've had the odd one. Yeah, one of the, the most direct dreams about uh, sexual impotence that I've ever had. Uh, when I... <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure other people have, have many other. Um, was in my first or second term doing drama at uni, um, and uh, one of our drama lecturers was uh, a very attractive woman. I think a lot of us had a bit of a crush on her. And, um, and we, she got us doing this drama exercise in the dream. This is in the dream. In the dream, yeah. Yeah, and in which you, you all had to take your clothes off, pair up and have sex with someone. Right, and it's all been quite, quite, uh, you know, nothing untoward. Um, but of course, I was, I was the one left, uh, you know, without, without a partner. Oh, well. everyone else had paired up, and so, so uh, the, the drama lecturer, very attractive drama lecturer, had to, you know, she sort of agreed to be my partner, and and, uh, and it just didn't happen, and she just looked rather disappointedly at me. Oh, well. You poor bugger. I wasn't too pleased with my subconscious for that one. <laughs> that was a bad day. I mean, they could have, you know, it could have turned it into a, some great orgiastic uh, yeah. rave, up, rave up. But no, no, no. Oh, yes. So I don't, no, I mean, presumably that was about sexual anxiety. Or no, maybe that was about teeth anxiety. You know, that v vagina den dentata. Is that one of Freud's, Freud's things? The idea that, or the sort of, the, the, the delusion or the, the fear that some men apparently have that they, um, that, that vaginas have teeth. <laughs> what? I'm not making this up. It sounds like you are. No, I'm not. There was even a film about a sort of comedy American film 10, 20 years ago about it. I, that slipped me by that one. Yeah, there's even a, there's a Latin term for it. That, you know, the vagina den, dentata, or something. Why on earth would why someone worry that vaginas have teeth? They don't have teeth. Well, no. I think I think it's some of Freud's male patients. I imagine, you know, reported this. I mean, you know, if you were lying there on Freud's couch and he was saying, you know, just say. Anything, just pre-associate, doesn't matter how absurd or obscene or bizarre it sounds, <laughs> just keep going. I don't know, maybe there were times when, you know, there, there just wasn't much there. And they, were, and, they were, and they were thinking, oh God, come on, come on, think of anything, 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 doesn't matter how bizarre, uh, ooh, vaginas have teeth. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Tell me about the... 
The vagina with teeth. You have perhaps seen this in a dream, yeah? Um, yes, yes. A recurring dream, actually. Yes. Recurring dream. Oh, oh, awful. Very off-putting. Very, very off-putting when you're just, you know, the moonlight and roses and, you know, she's, she's, she's wearing those little ankle boots that she promised to. And then, you know, said, oh, no, vaginas with teeth. Sorry, love. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get us a cup of tea. Yeah, and he possibly span a, spun, span? He possibly spun a whole, whole theory. Yeah. Uh, that, well, yeah. And the old, you know, the, based on, based on some poor bugger who just thought, oh my God, no, this is all too boring. All I can think about is, is, uh, is if, would it be cheaper to, to buy a weekly ticket or, or, or two singles? <laughs> because I might not be able to make the next appointment and I and I'm not sure about the colour of those curtains we chose the other day. And, uh, you know. Yeah. It, it just thought, oh, ooh, no, uh, castration anxiety. <laughs> yes, that's obviously the, cur the curtains represent all the folds. All the folds of the curtains parting. Ooh. Ah, yeah, now you see. We are. Now we are getting somewhere. <laughs> well, is, is, is that the time, Dr. Freud? I must. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so, oh, no, don't worry about the ten minutes, I'll pay, uh, you know, ju just as much. I think we've really, um, I think I've really made a breakthrough today. <laughs> what have we got here? Sexual impotence. God, I'm worried about so, that. Well, what was the um, mm? what was the most pretentious thing you ever did at um, when you did your drama degree? Oh, I can't remember. No, we didn't do anything too grotesque. Okay. Remember one group had a one group had got a raw octopus from the fish market <laughs> and was sort of throwing bits of it out at the audience. Oh, it didn't hit. Jesus. And they got a big tin of of live fishing bait and sort of put it on the and then had had a <laughs> had a, a a silver um you know dish cover and opened it and there was someone's head under there going ah I mean they 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 stuck their head through a hole in the Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't think they'd gone as far as to decapitate someone just for their fucking no. theatre of cruelty module. No be fucking cruel that was about it. Um anyway I think we got quite a good Good mark for that, for our tasteless rape. Uh, that's probably the most, not as pretentious, but just wrong. <laughs> Wrong-headed. I shouldn't think that sort of thing would go on today. <laughs> Fucking Nietzsche. That which does not kill me makes me stronger. What, a serious spinal injury that leads you paraplegic? Yeah, it hasn't killed you, but ooh. But you're really strong in spirit now, aren't you? Oh, dear. <laughs> not a fan of Nietzsche, then? No, I, I ought to read more of him. Um, no, but just the way he... The, dismissive. The sort, of, the sort of popular... Image of him, and that he's oh yeah, he was, he was, 
I don't know. I, mean, I, just, I don't see how you can take him as anything more than a fan of cruelty and might is right. And mm. I mean, I don't know. He was a complex bloke, and he, he you know, he's terribly in love with someone, and he went mad trying to comfort a, a horse, an injured horse in the street. But he was still full of shit. I mean, come on. Didn't like Christianity because it because it was too good to the poor. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, after nearly 2,000 years of it, the poor were really in the driving seat, weren't they? Why Why was he comforting a horse in the street? Well, I think I think he'd already gone a bit... Um, Do lally. A bit, and he, and he, he did go... I mean, I don't know what the, the, the modern diagnosis would be, but for his last 10 years, he was sort of living under the care of his sister, who seems to have... Um, I don't know. She, you know, she used to let people come and visit him, sort of, sort of disciples, and and she'd have him there in a in a white robe of some kind. It was oh dear. Oh, How dear. was the horse? Oh, I think it ended up as glue. <laughs> Death of Max Wall. <laughs> oh no, I remember why I wrote that down. No, when Max Wall died, he he, he was he was eighty something. I think he was in reasonably good health, and he just had. Describe him well for people who don't know who fuck Max Wall. Max Wall. Well, those of us of, of roughly our generation would probably remember him for seventies TV children's. Shows. I always found him rather frightening. I found him quite scary. Yeah. He used to wear. I mean, he was already quite old then, I suppose, in his sixties, and he he wore sort of black tights, a sort of black dinner jacket, and and a weird a large black wig, mm. and boots, and he'd sort of do a strange shuffling walk. And he was very old school. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know then that he'd been around since you know nineteen twenties, mm. doing his doing his funny walks. My dad saw him in the stage in the, about 1950, I think, and the only bit of his act that he could remember, and my dad was, was he said, I will now do an impression of a lunatic. And started. My dad, my dad said he you know, didn't find it screamingly funny or, or, or particularly kind. Nice. But then he, um, yeah, when he died, in his 80s, he'd, and he just had a meal at a favourite restaurant with some friends, and he, I think it might have been a, a, a bit of an icy time of year, and he, he slipped on the steps and you know, cracked his head on the pavement, and, you know, unconscious, rushed into hospital, and, and he died. And uh, I remember when it was reported, they, uh, on more than one sort of report, they said... Uh, 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 alcohol is not believed to have been a, a key factor in his death. Right. And I, I remember thinking, well, even if it was, that seems a bit, a bit puritanical, you know. I mean, to, you know, to die at eighty after a you know meal with friends at a favourite restaurant. Uh, no, but I remember thinking at the time that's not such a bad way to go. What falling and cracking your head open on ice? Well, hope one hopes it was quick. Yeah, a blow and then just. Oh yeah. So dying in the middle of a philosophical quibble. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. 
That's a bad one. It's cracking your head open on some ice is fine. Well, if you, you know, if you just had an, a, a pleasant evening with friends, yeah, you, okay. you know, it'd probably, you'd probably be in a calmer, you know, contented, well, well-filled frame of mind. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, I don't know. This is comedy gold but, again. <laughs> What do you think we're going to be like when we get older, Will? Well, I'm just hoping I do get older. Oh, OK. <laughs> at, the, at, at the moment, I I, uh, I do, you know, start, well, you know, the old body starts... Um, what? Well, I don't know, maybe, it's, maybe it's turning 50. Yeah? It's one of those milestones, isn't it? Well, you know, the next big milestone, the next decade is, you know, is 60. Yeah, that is bleak, isn't it? At least when you're turning 40, it was sort of, oh, well, yeah, 40, yeah, yeah. not too bad. Next one, 50, well. Then about, yeah, somehow 50 and 60. 60 is a bit difficult to... Uh, yeah. Feels old, doesn't it? It, it? Oh, even in the you know, times when the 60 is no doubt the new 40, or it'll probably be the new 30 by the time we reach it, <laughs> or by the time that people who are 30 are... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like to have a little vision of us in an old people's home talking absolute bollocks to each other. And, and recording it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll still be doing this nonsense. Doing our 250,000th podcast. <laughs> yeah. still... Ooh, we've got, we've got another five followers. <laughs> yeah, they only listen to it for me. No, don't, you silly old sod. Because we were we talking in these silly northern accents for some reason. I wouldn't have thought so, yeah. yeah. And wearing cloth caps. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah. and fingerless woolen gloves. Yeah, well, it's cold in there, isn't it? And argue, arguing about whether, I don't know, you Lady Gaga was better than Billie Eilish. Yeah. You'll still be leching over the um, care worker that's coming to wipe your ass. I would have thought. I... I don't know, if I've got enough money put by, then maybe, well, no, by the time I'm in the home, it'll probably be too late for that. What? Well, you know, if you've got a bit of money put by, then depending on how your life pans out, it, you know, it might be nice to have just enough to have the occasional... Fuck you, <laughs> Well, one well, no, just to get some, somebody round, say, to, to do a bit of tap dancing. Fucking hell, why? You don't mean I tap mean, dancer. A, 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 I do. A young, attractive female. You're going to pay someone to come yeah, and tap it. dance? Come and, come and tap dance. I mean, the least, for, oh, I surely the least erotic form of dance there is, I would have thought. I don't know, it depends who's doing it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know... But they do occasionally hear things about, you know, charities devoted to, to getting sexual partners for disabled people. I'm not sure if there is a, an actual charity, but it, it you know, occasionally Surely, there'll be a... a right, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, Tiger. Surely, I mean, because that makes it sound like a brothel. It's not about finding partners for, for disabled people, surely. Well, they've no, got, getting they've got them sexual a bit of... partners and, and, and they help them do what they need to do, right? 
Yeah, I don't think but they find them. They don't just fucking shoot no, an yeah. arrow into farm foods and drag him in and say, "Here you are, Bert." There she is. <laughs> don't they? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not disabled. Touch wood. Um, not physically. I mean, so no need to start the prostitute fund just yet. You don't think? Uh, no. Yeah. Just you know, for a, a future tap dancer. Single-sex secondary schools. I mean, just at the point where, you know, girls are, are about to become interesting as people, mm. rather than just, you know, these, you know, people you have a rather bitter rivalry with and always seem to be better behaved than you are. Oh, no, and then, and then suddenly, ah, yes, at an all-boys school. Marvellous. This is, this is grown-up. Uh, oh, dear. Where are the girls? Oh, oh dear, I don't know any. Oh, crap. Ah, that's all right. Uh, my sister's friends. Ah, don't have a sister. Uh, I know some of my female cousins. Uh, only got one female cousin and only see her about once every five years. And she's seven years older than me. Uh, this isn't going well. we doing do you think we're doing all right it's a bit uh, it's a bit odd doing it like this isn't yeah it? yeah single sex schools you're hard in the boys showers <laughs> oh yes that was the some of the some of the deathless banter yeah oh you're hard pause in the in the boys showers <laughs> It sounds a particularly horrible school, Will. No, it wasn't. I, I, I'm, sure I, I'm sure I make it sound worse than it was. Well, it can't have been that bad, because I, as I say, I did survive. I was even, I, even, I mean, I used to wear silk scarves. <laughs> Why? And, and, and cravats. Did I don't you know, really? Be... the dandy about? Like, oh, because you just, thought you were Sebastian and Brideshead, didn't you? There was that, yeah, that was a big... I, d- I never actually went in with my teddy bear. No. Swinging, swinging from... I, I, you know, something told me that, no, you, it'll be dismembered in front of you and shoved down the toilet with your head after it <laughs> by the teachers. Yeah, cravats, but no further. No. Well, I used to, I used to, I used to talk in... I used to use my naturally posh voice... When when it when it would have been far more sensible to to cock me up a bit. Yeah. Well, you were being but, true unto uh, yourself, Will. Well, about just being rebellious in various restless ways. It was all right by the time I got to fifteen, fourth year. And then it was ah the Smiths, Morrissey, rockabilly hairstyle, loose shirts. You've not looked back, have you, love? Not really, no. My world, it is ever summer 1985. No. That was quite nice, though. Summer 85. Right. Thought I was on the way to being fairly normal, eh?
Sweden, Swedes, Swedish culture. Hmm. I don't know. How does it differ from Danish? I don't know, love. Or Norwegian. I think generally Scandinavian countries are favoured as kind of being progressive, aren't they? And sensible, hmm. you know? Yeah. We seem to have a, there's a sort of dark tradi tradition, a dark uh, impulse there, isn't there? All the, you know, all the Scandinoir thrillers, like Borgen and The Killing and... Yeah, yeah. V w w w Wallander, Wallander, Wallander. Wallander. And that the girl who, the girl who stepped in the dog shit or whatever. <laughs> Was it the girl who kicked over the monkey's cage? <laughs> We should probably talk about some of the shows we've done, Will. Ah, the shows. The shows. My God, there have been a few, have there not? I was thinking about um, Much Ado the other day, when we did that in that fucking park. God, that's 20 years ago. God, is it? It is. 2000. Jesus Christ. That's scary. But yeah, bloody Much Ado with um, those, that actor who played the bloody friar. Oh, who was a, a little bit forgetful. Well, bless him. That's... You, you, had to, you had to call for a... Oh, no, no was it another fella? Who you had... In a performance, you had to call for a prompt for him. Which was a bit... Um, Awkward. Well, it was all right. Oh, no, what, the... Blo the um, yeah. uh, pause a while. Pause a while, yeah. So he... Yeah, uh... that, that's... <laughs> but he just kept pausing in the middle of the line. Well, the line was Forgetting. the line was pause a while and let my counsel sway you, wasn't it? And every time right. in rehearsal he got to it, he just went and let my counsel sway you. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't say his name. No, uh, Cyril, uh, Cyril, no Cyril. Um, pause a while and let my counsel sway you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Got it. <laughs> and then he would trot back on and go. And let my cancels. <laughs> no, that's a line. Line, you. Those, those two words Shakespeare actually wrote, put there in the love. Oh, God. And he had different sized feet, didn't he? Different from what? From each other? Yeah, yeah. Someone had to, go, was one... to go and get fucking sandals for him, and, and one was like a size nine, and the other was 11, wasn't it? He had like massively no. different feet. I've, ne I've never, never, never heard of that. There's presumably a, a term for it. Yeah, bloody awkward Differ writers. <laughs> Differential <laughs> pedalism or something. Something like that. Well, yeah, Freud would have had something to say about it, I'm sure. But uh, uh, Yes, obviously, yes. And then there was the other guy who was playing the dad or whatever that I had to fucking... Yep. They just kept trying to enter at the wrong time, all the time. <laughs> remember wander on in the middle of a scene yeah so I had to actually physically hold them back by their costume <laughs> to stop them going on oh dear then there was one time somebody who shall remain nameless did, didn't go on yes fucking in time, and I remember sort of hiding you know behind one of the bushes that uh, <laughs> sort of formed the wings and I could remember hearing your voice Desperately, sort of nearby, saying, "Just fucking go on, go on. Somebody go on and say something." 
Yeah, not, not me. I didn't leap on to say something. I note. No, they, they got on eventually, and uh, yeah. Well, my mum was watching it, and she said she, she hadn't noticed anything amiss. It was a good couple of minutes, though, wasn't it, of the watch filling it, it up for time? Yeah. They probably just thought, oh, it's a, it's a, a mini interval <laughs> between scenes. That's the trouble, isn't it? Is, you know, unless you're you, it's difficult to improvise some Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah, get, get you the old uh, iambic pentameters yeah, spot yeah. on. You can't just blag it, can you? And with two, you know, and with two rhyming lines at the end. Yeah, yeah. Probably best just to just to reach for a just think of any Shakespearean speech that you can remember. <laughs> or suddenly break into to be or not to be in the middle of much ado about nothing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Nice. What other theatrical the... disasters have we had? I wouldn't say well. There was the the the, the bicycle uh, play, you know, <laughs> encouraging people to ride bikes, for which you did a. a... <laughs> where where did we? That, that, was we it Chesterfield? It, it, yeah, in a car, a car park, park in, in Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah. In front of in front of the toilets, and at one and at one point there were a couple of rather savage-looking dogs nearby, glaring at us. Uh, there were a few people there. Not many, about three. There, there, there was an audience. Yeah, and and most of those were relatives of the yeah. cast. There was more of us than there was of them. I'm pretty sure of that. And you wrote you wrote a sort of James Bond style or spoof song that yeah. uh, um, Simon sang. Mm, I Live and let drive. <laughs> Live and let drive. Live and let drive. <laughs> And then, then the, the finale, the final song was, you know, meant to be a really earnest sort of, you know, save the environment, save the planet with, by cycling. And, it, you know, it did sound very, very uh, earnest and, and sincere, but obviously knowing you had written it, you know, one, one couldn't help but sense the, the contempt behind it. <laughs> I think the last two li lines were, um, get on... Don't take the mic or don't take the mic. Get on your cycle. Get out there on your bike. Yes. Comedy gold. There was a, there was a scattering of applause. <laughs> From the show next door. <laughs> well, you, you didn't do Shugborough, did you? Shugborough? No, no, we wanted what? to do our Christmas carol in a nutshell and there were just two old women sitting there with a cup of tea apiece. Oh yeah! And we were dancing and doing a production number in front of them, and they just looked up from their teacups, sort of over the rim of their teacup, with contempt for us <laughs> throughout the whole thing. That was fun. Yeah. What about that fucking murder mystery we did for the PVC bunch? Oh, was that, was that Epsom? No. Oh no, no the PVC, but the, the fetish. Um... Yeah, the fetish bunch. Yeah, because they hadn't. They'd been a bit cagey, hadn't they? The organisers, yeah, or the or just the train company. They'd said, yeah. "Oh, they're a bit, they're a bit, they're a bit different," you know. And we were wondering if they were they cross dressers or. But I mean, as it was, they were just they were just quite ordinary, um, well, fetishes. I mean, there were various kinds. Who hired there? out a some, some of them were... for us to do a show on? A, a murder mystery. Yeah. Well, you know, and some fetishists. Like the murder mysteries as much as non fetishists. True, true. But it was hard to say what, what sort of 
It was a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, some, some of them were all in leather, weren't they? Mm. I remember there was one woman in a sort of Victorian red velvety gown, a bit like, uh, a bit like Fenella Fielding in Carry On Screen. You would remember that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a few others. But they There's were sort of just sort of your average bog-standard middle-aged people, but just in PVC, weren't they? Well, some of them were quite young. Were they? I don't remember that. I'm, I just remember an old bloke in a blue sort of PVC shirt that was well, covering yeah. his rotund belly. Yeah, I remember a couple of, a couple of oldish blokes and one... Yeah, and they just had what looked like normal suits and, and shirts on, but sort of up close you realised they were made of leather. So, I mean, for them it seemed to be the... You know the material that was yeah, the yeah. the thing, the leather. Yeah. Whereas others, like the like the red velvet ball gown, it seemed to be more a a Victorian, faintly sort of gothic, steampunky kind of vibe from their hair, wasn't there? Steampunky, yeah. Before I'd even heard that term. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one part we were we started doing one scene in the you know in the carriage and we were, yeah. And then I, I sort of noticed there was one quite attractive young girl in a sort of leather leather trousers and jacket, and she was sort of crawling around on all fours, <laughs> under, under a table. I mean, I think I was on with Andy, and I was sort of you know just trying to carry on with the scene, and yeah. and then then did you receive a and just look round, and I did you know I wasn't sure if there is this some uh, sort of uh, ritual or something you know. Is someone going to put a dog collar on her and start leading her, leading her about? Or, but they didn't. It turned out they, you know, she'd she'd um, she'd dropped a pound coin or something. <laughs> well, what about the chef? Tell them, talk about the chef. Oh, the chef. Uh, yes, he was a. He was a. He was a. Well, what would you be saying? Very pale, piercing blue eyes. Not all that tall. Um, he had sort of light ginger eyelashes. <laughs> yeah. And he would, you know, he would be quite... Uh, he could sound quite aggressive and intimidating in some of the things he would hear. And I was at this... Uh, he say, I was cooking for a lot of blocks last night and uh, they were all... They were all uh, Think giving it the big I am, they all thought they had it right, so I just assume I wasn't afraid of them, I just walked into the middle of them and stood there, eh, that showed them. Oh, good I got the sense he was a bit discontented in his uh, yeah. Yeah. situation. Very much so. Was it, was it two or, or three degrees he, he told us he had? He said he had three degrees, yeah. I, I, I don't know in, in what. Some of his anecdotes were a bit worrying, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Well, about having the soul of a murderer and... Right, right, as long as it's just the soul. Why did he say he had the soul of a murderer? Well, wasn't it, did it a family member of his had, uh, had done time for... Oh, right. But for, for mur murder, Right, it? OK. And, uh, yeah, I think I've got the sore of a murderer. He'd be quite friendly sometimes. He'd be, you know, come and sit down with us, slag everyone else off. <laughs> slag all the rest of his staff off. Yeah, yeah. Then probably go back and slag us off to them. Now these fucking actors, they think they're all fucking, they think they're the big only. 
what, what, but he said about because there were there were a load of young girls, basically sort of like six formers, I think, who used to yeah, I think kind 16, of as, a, as an evening job or most, weekend job would do a bit of yeah. waiting on the um, on the thing. Yeah. What was it? What was the, could... what was the fanny's remark? <laughs> oh, the... well, I think it was. It's during a rather hot, um, a hot period of, of one summer, and he. Uh, Oh, he just said, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all sitting around seeing my fanny's minion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they had said that. I think he was sort of extrapolating. I think, I think they'd, someone had said something like, oh, I feel really hot. And that's, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Ooh. These tights. Oh, these, yeah, on these tights. Yeah. And so he'd, you know, sort of taken it to the, to the crude, explicit level. My fanny's minion. I mean, I'm sure the state of his groin wasn't anything to, to be too proud of. Probably not, no. Hey, go on, have a, sm have a sniff of that. But yeah, Billy did have something to say about... Did he? Uh, his, you know, the latest... The latest developments. Okay. Uh, so uh, if we're ready to go, he's quite anxious. Is, is to, Billy wants to come in. He's yeah. He, he wants to share this with the uh, <laughs> with the nation out there. Okay. With the oh, oh, okay okay Billy yeah uh, take take it away. Um, I would like to say I'm, I've been finding it quite stressful. Uh, you must uh, remember as a as a as a prisoner as a former prisoner retired gangster. Uh, the term lockdown as a as a particular <laughs> a particular psychological uh, uh, resonance yeah. for me and people of my uh, of my ilk. Um, you know, when I was on lockdown, and I know what happened. I know all the all the socialist media people will, will start piling on on Twitter and saying, "Oh yeah, now all right, yes, I was at, I was incarcerated in uh, the Green Meadows Open Prison." <laughs> Uh, for women, but that, the reason for that was purely, purely because they didn't have any Category A uh, places available at the time, so they put me in this place where they keep the uh, the ultra-dangerous pregnant women who, who might get a bit out of hand uh, when the old waters break, you know, so uh, no, so don't tell me I, I, I had it easy, because that, that just ain't right. Anyway, so uh, if you're as confused as I am... Then, uh, then you, then you'll, you'll soon be, uh, you'll soon be doing a bit of damage, uh, and I think that's what we ought to do. But I'd just like to give a, a, a big clap round here. I mean, a big, big, uh, big round of clapping for the, uh, for all the frontline workers who, who are out there. Uh, 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 even the police, even the police. I suppose you know, they've got their job to do, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Uh, but also, there's one group that has been forgotten, and and that of course is the. Uh, the criminal fraternity, we're still out there, you know, no furlough for us, mate. No furlough for us. No, we're, we're out there still doing it. What about all the burglars, eh? All the burglars, people are in, you know, unless, unless you're going to start, you know, taking shooters to your burglaries or knives. I mean, you know, there's no point, is it? And we're all up to be doing all the old online stuff, which for me is, you know, it's white-collar crime. It ain't, ain't proper crime, really. Uh, anyway, it's 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 nice to talk to everyone. Uh, I'll, I'll I better get back in my my secret uh, taxi to take me back to my little room 
where um, where hopefully the uh, spiders uh, will have will have started talking to me after that little misunderstanding we had the other day. All right, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. He's um, he's gone. How's yes. he gone? Not sure. I, I, I don't think he's coping. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not. He's not coping very well. No. To be honest, he did look a bit haggard. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's not looking. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, not been sleeping. Not been sleeping. But I think he's doing. He's doing his exercises. He's he's reading his red craze book of uh, book of exercises for people in uh, in confined spaces. Yeah. <laughs>